You are listening to Consider This, episode 304, for October 19th, 2020. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever, wherever, and whoever you are. It's time for me to present to you my opening statement. I'm Doug Payton, and this is Consider This, here to give you my conservative commentary in a slim 10 minutes or less. If you have your own opening statement, just come to the website considerthis.ctpodcasting.com slash feedback. Email me your text or audio file, hit me up on social media, call me, or just use the form right there. That's CT as in countertop. Lockdowns, trying to stop a justice nominee, and social media blockage. Either you could use some medication for that, or they are the topics for this week. Fortunately, no laxatives were used in the creation of this episode. Let's get right to it. If you tried to tweet or write a Facebook post to create a YouTube video these past months, trying to get your thoughts out about how lockdowns aren't useful for stemming the tide of COVID-19, You've often found your opinion slapped down because of misinformation or false news or something like that. It's been something of a badge of honor to get that particular action taken against you. Good thing we live in a country with free speech. Now, I've been on the record that I would not have wanted to be anyone in power having to make that decision, to lock down or not. There was too much we didn't know at the start of this to be sure that leaving the status quo would be okay. No, don't put me in that position. I'll just snipe from the bleachers. After a while, though, there were a number of people deciding that these lockdowns were, in some cases, a cure worse than the literal disease. Shutting down the economy and losing jobs was a major hit to the poor and the not-so-poor. Even now, major stores and restaurant chains, to say nothing of the local shops and eateries, are declaring bankruptcy to either reshuffle debt or go out of business altogether. Those disagreeing with this course of action saw this and said, and have been saying, stay home if you're sick, quarantine the vulnerable, but let those who wish out of lockdown and keep the economy from crashing. But that was not the conventional wisdom. And now some other guy with a degree in front of his name, as if that means anything, has come out with another one of these videos telling all the world's leaders to stop using lockdown as your primary control method. Who is this crank? It's Dr. David Nabarro, the World Health Organization's special envoy on COVID-19. You know, just another guy. Okay, so I hear people saying in objection to the way I'm characterizing this is, We've learned a lot about this virus in the past seven months. You can't blame him for not knowing. I understand that, but two things. One, a lot of other people, and not just little guys sniping from the bleachers, have been saying for months this exact same thing, and I just can't believe all of them just got lucky making that prediction. And two... What will we see now in states and cities that are still on lockdown, whose governors and mayors have said they will follow the science? Well, The science now says to open up. So keep track of those places that either remain or move back to lockdown. And we'll see just how much science is in their decision making. Of course, 
so much damage has already been done, it's rather pointless at this point. But do we really think it took seven months to figure this out? I'd been listening to some of the confirmation hearings for Amy Coney Barrett, and I have to say I like a lot of this new season of Judging Amy. But I have some issues with some of the writing. During opening statements, and then the questioning of Amy Coney Barrett, it really showed how Democrats had the talking points all lined up. They all said the same thing over and over. Senator after senator had examples of people who have benefited from the Affordable Care Act, many times with big pictures on easels behind them. The clear idea is that they are openly worried that with Barrett on the Supreme Court, that the ACA would get overturned or picked apart. There were a few other cases that got brought up, but they were clearly upset that Barrett might not vote like Ginsburg to uphold this specific piece of legislation. This is precisely the misuse of the court that Democrats have been perpetrating for decades. They pay lip surface to the proper view that the Supreme Court is only to apply the law, compare a law to the Constitution to see if it lines up with those principles. But what they are really interested in is having what has been called a super legislature, where Democrats can change the law whenever they want. If the ACA or some part of it is unconstitutional, applying the law means to honestly declare it so. What Democrats want is to ignore the Constitution and have the judiciary defend and protect not the Constitution, but their legislation, regardless of whether or not it tramples our rights. Republicans want law treated as what it is, a legal document that means precisely what it says. Democrats do not care about constitutionality. They just want a particular outcome by whatever means necessary. Regarding the courts and how they are to be properly used, this is a major difference between the two parties. I am so glad that we are replacing one justice who was decidedly partisan with one who will hold up a law against the Constitution and do a fair comparison. For Democrats, upholding the Constitution is what they consider radical. Keep that in mind. I've posted a video in the show notes about two actual scandals that hit this week. The first by itself is bad enough, but the second is arguably worse. The New York Post was given data from a hard drive containing emails to and from Hunter Biden, which allegedly show that Joe Biden actually did know about Hunter's dealings in the Ukraine, contrary to his previous statements. Further, Hunter sold access to Joe while he was VP as part of these dealings. There's more to this to unpack, and that video does a great job of doing it, but I want to focus more on what happened in reaction to that. During the day of October 15th, both Twitter and Facebook blocked references to the story. You could post it on Facebook, but it reduced its distribution. Twitter blocked it entirely. In fact, if you tried to post the link to that story, you could also have your account suspended. Just ask Kaylee McEnany, the president's press secretary. It happened to her and many others. Further, they suspended the account of the New York Post itself. And all this before their armies of fact-checkers had even started their work. They did it preemptively. Twitter argued that its terms of service said you couldn't post any content that was hacked or stolen. Ah, so 
No stories with leaked, a.k.a. stolen information, hmm? Like, oh, a hypothetical story about Trump's leaked tax returns? Or a hypothetical story about how Trump called vets losers that was hypothetically denied by everyone who was there? Or so many media hit pieces with entirely anonymous sources? Hypothetically. The mask has slipped, and social media platforms are showing that they're not just platforms for free speech. They are more and more becoming partisan publishers working for one side of the aisle in this election. Never mind Russia buying a couple of ads on Facebook. Look at Facebook itself for election interference. And actually, Republicans are calling for an investigation into this. Hope we'll be able to tweet about it. And finally, Bruce Springsteen said that if Donald Trump wins re-election, he'll move to Australia. Yeah, we've heard this song before. If he does, he'll be the first celebrity to follow through. And if he doesn't, he'll just be the latest in a long line of celebs that like to say politically correct stuff just to appeal to voters of a particular persuasion. Those voters don't really expect him to do it. Just saying it, just voicing the intention is all they need. Yes, Bruce may have been born in the USA, but baby, he was born to run. Okay, so what's your take on all of this? Lockdown and Twitter and Barrett, oh my. Let me know what you think by aiming your browser at considerthis.ctpodcasting.com slash feedback. I really enjoy hearing from you, and I know this audience would love to as well. Thanks for listening. Only about two weeks until Election Day, so set your alarm to vote, and also to consider this.